I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast brought to you in partnership with Evo by Audient. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. That's right. The dreamy recording space that our guests create will be one that they have to live with for the rest of time. But you should be aware, in the Fantasy Forever studio, we have some rules. Yep, the rules. Our guests will select a computer, a DAW, an audio interface. Those are freebies. We let everybody choose those. Then our guests will be able to only choose six other bits of studio gear plus one non-studio related luxury item. And Chris, there is one more rule and it has a habit of tripping up our guests. Oh yes. No bundles! Crucially, no bundles. Choosing a package of separate software or hardware as a single item is not permitted. Today, joining us is Ivan Novello award-winning songwriter and producer Jack Patterson. Jack is one-third of the uber-hit-making trio Clean Bandit, alongside Grace Chatto and his brother Luke. Pop success also means Jack's definitely no stranger to amazing studios and amazing equipment too. So, we're very excited to hear what six items he's going to choose for his own Forever Studio, and what items he currently uses for Clean Bandit's signature sound too, of course. Yes, so all that's left to do is upsell dreams, shout no bundles, and generally attempt to foil Jack's best efforts with our made-up rules. Yes, let's do it. This is My Forever Studio with Jack Patterson from Clean Bandit. Welcome, Jack. Oh, hi, guys. Hello, hello. hello. Thanks for putting up with our long intro. How are you doing? I'm really good. Yeah, really good. So, I mean, you've got quite the dream studio there. We had a little tour of it, but we, we, we dream up a fantasy forever studio. So it can be anywhere in the world. It can have whatever equipment new or old but we're limited to a few rules i mean first of all let's talk about where you're sat now like where 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 is your current studio so this is my studio in uh, the basement of my house in north london uh, just down the road from uh the church studio actually mm. oh you know, nice that, that's yeah. uh paul epworth studio uh that's yeah. at the end of my road and yeah it's in um it's in the basement which i painstakingly dug out uh Personally, per- personally, personally, no, not strictly personally, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was. Um, I kind of got the house thinking I could put the studio in. There, there was a small basement in there, and I, I kind mm-hmm. of had always thought it'd be great to have a space that uh, was kind of just you know right next to where I was living, and and but it got out of hand clearly it got it got out of hand it got out of hand (laughs) yeah i just i underestimated how much space you'd actually need to get the um acoustic treatment in which is which is foolish of me actually because i have we have actually built a studio before but i think when we we got um monroe acoustics involved Mm -hmm. who uh and they were like you just need you need more uh, headroom so we had to kind of dig down a bit uh, and mm-hmm. and then they were like, if you're going to dig down this bit, you may as well <laughs> dig back a bit. And <laughs> and then like four years later, that we kind of like, you know. So basically, down. you've undermined the entire street at this point, have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. For the last you know couple of years with with the pandemic and stuff, like it's all been ready during that period though, so it must have been quite good to have it, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's been amazing. It's meant that we could kind of keep working throughout that whole time you know grace is down the road and luke is in um stoke newington which is pretty close Mm -hmm. so yeah we've been able to we were able to maintain a little bubble and keep going yeah it was just such a strange time but yeah yeah no it's but very lucky to be able to keep kind of chuntering on 
So, um, I mean, do you, do you mainly use that space now then for all the work, or do you go, you know, do you, like do you record Grace and like do you record strings and stuff there, or do you go to the church and go to other other studios? Yeah, we've got another space where we do our kind of visual stuff uh, in Finsbury Park uh, and sessions that are more kind of, that are going to be late night. Uh, mm. The, that's the one thing about having this place, like having a kind of pro studio in my house, is that it's kind of like it does impact on your kind of personal space. And my girlfriend, you know, she's like put up with it. Um, she likes have people coming around, but I do understand that it's kind of it. For, well, especially for me, I think actually more for me actually that having realizing I need to kind of have a distinction between like work and home, yeah, at home, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think again, like that's always been the the trade off with people do this a lot. I know a lot of producers that put a studio in the house and then they get sick of it and then they go and get a separate space and then they get sick of having to like commute and then <laughs> and they either end up with two, yeah, or they change. Uh, I remember like the episode one of our podcast actually with Danny Bird and I know he he constantly moves out and gets a space and then he's like, no, it's not. It's, I don't want to be in my home anymore. It's going to be this space that I travel to and then. Mm. Oh, it's so much effort going there every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's you know the whole the, the you know the reason I love this kind of podcast or this kind of you know discussion. It's like I feel like it's a lot of it, it is just part of the journey. It's that's more that's that's I'm more addicted to kind of um, setting up for a session and actually <laughs> writing the song. You know, honestly, like, yeah, that's so true. Like. Um, I've got I've got a friend that I I did music production with at uni and uh, we had this discussion actually that like our favorite thing is redesigning the studio and like putting stuff in new places and repatching everything and then you get it all set up make half of a shit track and then go I think the reason I can't make this track is because I think that should be over there and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's especially true with our live show as well like you should talk to Luke about this because his um, he'll kill me for saying this, but he's got like a serious um, addiction to kind of reimagining like live <laughs> the most the most cons- complicated possible live setup. And I'll get these like little texts from him where he's like, "Jack, what do you think? I mean, I know it might not be the most stable system, but if we could <laughs> if we could network this." And have MIDI back from here and convert it into timecode and then send it back and convert it into this Pioneer have got this new protocol and then we can get it back. It's like, oh, geez, yeah, go for it, Luke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that, that's... But yeah, I think for him as well, it's like the process is so, is so fun and so exciting and like getting into that kind of those wormholes. Where... I, think, I think that's that's how we all got into it as well, though. It, like it wasn't... We convinced ourselves it was making music, and it, you know that is there. But you know you can make music with just a piano or just a guitar, or and like yeah. we we love like <laughs> all of that other stuff, and that's kind of what this whole show is about. So I guess let's let's start with um, you know where you would put your studio in in Dream Fantasy Foreverland if you could have your studio anywhere in the world, and this is completely um, you know fantasy. So. You know, have you visited any studios in the world? We've thought, man, I'd love this. I'd love to. I'd love to own this or work here every day. Um, yeah, I think the the most beautiful studio I've ever worked. It wasn't actually a studio. It was um, a house that we rented to do some. It was kind of a retreat, 
that me and Luke and our friend Sam, who plays bass in Clean Bandit, he's a session bass player, but an amazing producer and writer as well. But he, we went to Jamaica um, a year before last. And um, yeah, we were in Port Antonio, which is on the north mm-hmm. coast. Um, and we were just, we'd rented like an Airbnb there. Uh, and it was on top of this kind of uh, little spit that you could swim around the the peninsula and see um lionfish and stingrays and and we found this one lobster that we would like trying to hunt for like the whole trip and so we, all the all the songs that we wrote were called like lobster meat or like they all had these like marine titles sounds a bit lord of the flies yeah, yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was yeah. um but that place was just because I've done quite a few sessions where we where you take um, where you build studios in an Airbnb and mm. and tr- I'm trying to like refine that that kind of travelling setup. Um, but we actually took monitors. We took my old Dynaudios uh, in in some Peli cases mm-hmm. and a couple of bits and pieces and just set up and and yeah, that was the most kind of blissful studio space you know you could you could see the sea from both sides of the room and you could open all the windows and there was this like sea breeze coming through and we we're just sitting there and wow. making music and and just kind of and then swimming and yeah that's that's where i would have, have wow studio. Yeah. yeah i mean that sounds pretty good right well yeah that's that's a pretty good choice honestly so i mean it sounds like you know you were saying about the airbnb setups would you have something a bit more uh permanent would you want to be living there as well or would you want that commute would you want the distance yeah oh it's a tricky one because it's also yeah i think it would be nice to have something more more permanent um well it is a forever studio as well it's a forever we're, we're yeah. building here so you don't want to be living out of a suitcase surely you've got forever to hunt down that lobster too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah maybe something i, I was just thinking because me and we're, me and luke are into sailing as well I've, I've, and I've always thought about a studio on a boat. Hmm. And there was, there's there's one in London, the light this lighthouse. Um, yeah. No, lightship. Lightship. Yeah. Like, like yeah. And I've always looked at, but I think something that was more was where you have the because that studio we had was so lightweight. It was just very it was very um, uh, Spartan. It just had the bare essentials, you know, kind of couple of keyboard controllers, a mic a guitar, a bass, and some decent speakers. But that kind of connection with nature was so amazing. And if you could have that on a like a sailing boat, I was thinking on like a kind of sailing catamaran, so it was completely sustainable as well, and you could kind of move it wherever you wanted, but you'd also have the permanence of it being built into that. So you knew it was like reliable, and you knew you had what you, you needed wherever you went. So we're toying between... The house in Jamaica and the boat. What's yeah. it going to be? I think the boat. I think a sailing boat. I think nice. Some something that could survive a zombie apocalypse as well. You know, something that's completely oh. mm-hmm. sustainable. You can just all you need is the solar. Uh, you know, just have a good engineer who's also like a solar technician who can keep the lithium batteries and the solar panels in check. 
nice nice okay yeah. so is that a prerequisite is that uh, being it being zombie proof is that like a prerequisite for any studio do you have you bolted the doors in the basement have you got like big heavy blast doors or anything like that yeah my girlfriend is obsessed with zombies and <laughs> just at any point she's always just thinking is this zombie proof we'll talk about it and it all it comes up in the most ridiculous times do you have a room in your house full of canned food <laughs> I did, I did at one point. I, I was one of those dickheads in the pandemic who got a second fridge from um, Argos and filled it with frozen, frozen food. But that's no, that's gone now. Um, okay. <laughs> my my uncle telling me that an anecdote about these horrible people he knew who did that, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's race through the uh, the first. Uh, you get three free items, which sort of every studio needs. Um, I mean, if you don't want one of these, you can substitute it for you know something else. But I guess most people need a computer, an audio interface, and a, a DAW. Uh, so, I mean, computer-wise, what are you going with? I'll go with a MacBook. Probably quite boring, but I've always used them. So you go for the laptop mm-hmm. over the the monster Mac Studio? Yeah, I think so. For for me, just I think I've ri- all the best stuff I've ever written in terms of like instrumentals has has been sat on a laptop with headphones somewhere, where mm-hmm. like d- doing it when I'm supposed to be doing something else. Right. So for me, that portability is just like really important. Uh, so we're going for the top spec MacBook. Top spec, just spanking. Yeah, absolute spanked out MacBook. Mm-hmm. What si- what size? They don't do 17s anymore, do they? Will they do a 16? No, now. Uh, no, 16, isn't it? The the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, so is that is that what you would go for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and uh, DAW. Oh well, audio interface. What 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 would be the dream audio interface? I'd go UAD. Um, yeah, a UAD Apollo. Um, Top one. You don't get one. the plug. You don't get the plugins. Remember, you only get what comes with it. No bundles. No bundles. No bundles. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. Do, so, do you get anything that you don't get anything that comes with it? Even. Yeah, you get you get what comes with it, but you don't get like the separate. You can't. You don't yeah. get everything. Yeah. That that would be okay. That would be okay. That would still be quite good. I think that's that's one of the benefits of those. I think you'd get a couple of, you'd get a couple of decent like DSP yeah. plugins, even with just mm. the baseline thing yeah. and what's the what's the top flagship one now is it 6x was it well it's the x8p if you want the preamps or just the x8 but i guess you're not gonna have yeah. that many microphones i'm guessing if you've only got six studio items so yeah what's it gonna be so do you want the one with the preamps or not hmm <laughs> can we let's put a pin on that for now uh-huh. and then okay. see what what items i get yeah, okay. And then so final final of the three free items is the DAW. What are you recording into? This would have been really tricky up until recently, uh, but now Ableton has got takes. I would do mm. I'd take Ableton. Ah, so you used to do bits in Ableton and then use logic for vocals and takes and things. Uh Pro Tools so yeah, no Pro, Pro Tools. Tools and a- Ableton, yeah. So yeah, kind of make all our beats in Ableton and then record record stuff in in pro tools record strings and vocals in pro tools but we're going full ableton now okay full a- yeah if we can just have one it'd have to be ableton i think where did you start with your daw journey what was the 
the very beginning for Jack Patterson? The very first one was um, Fruity Loops. Right. On the, a- on FL a, Studio, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't want yeah. to get sued by Kellogg's like they did. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Fruit Loops, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But it was so good. It was so cool. It was like a game. It was so. Yeah. It was really simple, mm. but it was very, like, inspiring. Yeah, there's um, it's a great article actually um online about like how it was made and stuff. It's kind of a crazy, because the, the, the guys behind it were sort of gamer kind of into all kinds of stuff that we can't really talk about on the podcast. But right. how it was born is kind of a really unusual journey, and that's kind of why it was so unique because it wasn't it wasn't like born out of a company that's was traditionally making music software or anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. And now it's just yeah, it's so it's really kind of. Yeah, I've been working with a lot of people who, who just, just the drums just seem to sound so good from it. That seems to be huge in the hip hop community in America. I didn't realize like just how big it is. Um, Because I sort of started discovering it when I was I was interviewing people back in the day, like Avicii and and Martin Garrix and stuff, and all those young guys were using it. I was like, oh, okay, I get it for like you know the EDM crowd. But now it's it's a real hip hop tool now as well. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it goes. Bet- it's that for the beats, and then into Pro Tools with engineers. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, it's probably all over the pop charts. It'd be quite interesting if they started. If if somebody could do that, it'd be quite interesting. I'd like to see like what song had what door in every week on the top forty, and see what what oh, could have a chart of do- the doors. Who's? Yeah. I mean, who's been a surprise FL Studio user then, Jack? I don't know if it's a surprise, but the um, a producer called Russian. I don't know if you know Russian, who's like he was a kind of massive dancehall producer, uh, and now he's he, he's working in Miami. He was like an absolute wizard. And it, it, I don't know. It just seemed like the the one thing that really impressed me is like how he managed his. <laughs> this is so nerdy, but just managing his samples. He was yeah. just he just had every possible sample for any possible moment. It was like. He, and that he was so rapid with it, and so any idea that we were talking, it's like let's try this, and it's just like before you could even, you know, finish this, fin- you could hear it, and it was there. Yeah, very, yeah, just very direct. It just does what it does in a mm. very clean and specific way. Now you've got your six studio items. So item number one, what's it going to be? Um, I think it has to be. A keyboard of some sort. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I would take a Roland RD64 as a MIDI controller. Okay. Okay. Right. Is that a big, big weighted keyboard type thing? It's weighted, but it's only 64 keys long. Ooh. Why the RD64? <laughs> what, oh, that's a real, that's a curveball. Why, why that one? This is... Uh, would I do that? I'd be someone like my Sam and Luke would be just like kicking me like, why don't you take like a vintage? Why don't you take a, a Jupiter Eight? <laughs> yeah, maybe no. I take a Jupiter Eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love yeah. watching people's thoughts process in action, like from a yeah, from a weirdly sixty-four key keyboard. So not sixty-one, not yeah, eighty-eight, no. sixty-four. Sorry. To a Jupiter Eight. Let's just go. Let's just take a Jupiter Eight. If it's gonna, it's got MIDI out, hasn't it? So, it's got a it's got a mod. We've say it's modded. It's got MIDI. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the keyboard controller. And is it is it velocity sensitive? It must be. Yeah, 
there is a mod that does velocity and aftertouch for the Jupiter 8 for the Jupiter perfect 8. so okay you can have it okay fantastic so we'll lock let's lock the Jupiter 8 in with the yeah. velocity sensitivity and aftertouch mod added okay. as yeah. your synth and controller keyboard Mm-hmm. Perfect. As item number one. But wait, wait, wait. Why the Jupiter Eight? Because you're just like, oh yeah, obviously the Jupiter yeah, Eight. Just... I mean, have you have you got one? Like, have you played one? No, What's the deal? I played one. Yeah, Mark Ralph, uh, who's uh, a long time uh, co collaborate collaborator. Yeah, mm. uh, the mix and producer, mix engineer, songwriter extraordinaire. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's got one, and yeah, it's just all. I love it. Um, it just feels so kind of hefty and malleable and i've just ordered i've ordered a um clone of one i ordered it about two years ago but it hasn't right. it was like a pre-order Do you, i can't remember what the company's called they, they make that deckard's dream the cs80 oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's um, the uh, black corporation they're called yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i emailed them a few times is it a rack mount thing like the deckard's dream then or is it a full yeah yeah okay yeah um I've got a couple of orders like this that I put in like years ago that things have never, they've just, I'm going to have to like start some legal proceedings at some point because they're just. (laughs) (laughs) What else have you got on order? Tell me. The other thing is uh, one of, it's an electric unicycle, you know, those um, e-wheel things. Oh, okay. Which I do have one. I've got a couple of those. I've got one in LA as well, but um, I ordered this one that's like, it can go 70 miles an hour and it's got (laughs) full suspension um but that hasn't that hasn't showed up so no yeah it's probably for the best actually because i would i think i'm gonna get on it and then just instantly be killed so yeah are you allowed on like the m1 with that at 70 miles an hour that would be mental Mm, i just no i don't think so i've just seen that they've been banned on all tfl as well which is quite annoying because they um it's actually really good for me because i don't there's no tube where i live but it's like seven minutes on my e-wheel to Finsby Park tube. At 70 uh, miles an hour. At 70. <laughs> you can get yeah. that down to a minute soon. <laughs> get that down to a minute, yeah. Yeah. Be so- <laughs> yeah. The dangerous thing about them, though, is they're like, if you just hit like a small rock, you just go fly. It's like a you know, skateboard wheel. It's so rigid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just go fly. But with, I was thinking with, with the full suspension, you'd just be able to like fly over stuff like that and not there'd be that should be a bit safer. But anyway, that's... Um, Maybe that's a luxury item. Well, yeah, well, let's, we'll, well get, let's get to that. Let's see. We'll like, get into that. Yeah, crazy. Um, item number two, though, though. So we've locked the Jupiter in. Um, yeah. You know, if it's only six items, I'd rather have um, instruments yep. than um, mm-hmm. outboard. I'd, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, two. so next item. I'll go for a fa- Fazioli Grand Piano. Okay. And why that nice. particular brand? Uh, well, it's the specific one that they've got in Metropolis. Yeah, that they've got, w- which we have recorded on. And I, th- I think Freddie Mercury actually mm-hmm. got, got it. He bought it and got it put in Metropolis. And then it stayed there for some reason. I don't know the full backstory. That's right. But it's, it's just a very... Um, I don't know. The sound of it is just—it's almost. It doesn't. It's kind. Of, we've recorded a lot of stuff on it. Um, oh, wow. We recorded "Rather Be" on that piano, actually, and hmm. yeah, and a load of other things. Um, and is it is it the it is the raw piano sound? Because I mean, it just sounds great. There's you know 
there's mics, there's signal path on that kind of stuff, but it sounds amazing just in the room, right? Yeah. It sounds amazing in the room. Yeah, it actually we I had I had the instrumental for that track in in a kind of quite a raw state and then went in and played it played it through and and che- was play tried to play the a kind of piano tried to make it more housey, more kind mm-hmm. of grandiose uh in in that room and just got really inspired on that piano and changed the key and it then kind of uh it kind of came to life in there and then we recorded the piano it wasn't me playing it was a jazz pianist called anthony strong who came in um and played it and we got him to stack it up uh so it's it's actually all the chords are in octaves Mm. Um, so there's two layers of that fazioli that create this kind of these like um, that big piano sound on that record that's mad because hearing the record and this is no disrespect I, I would just just presume because of that stacking that it was like a like a big virtual instrument stack kind of thing you know like Nexus with something yeah. else or something else so that's amazing yeah no it was a it was a real and then we were up like because I, I don't know why there was this deadline for that. There was like a really tight deadline. I mean, there always is actually, but these like artificial deadlines that record labels <laughs> seem to create <laughs> just to get you to actually do something. <laughs> and yeah, we were just in there in Metropolis like till six in the morning comping that piano. Amazing. And then sending it off wow. to mix. Well, it's, it sounds fantastic. Like, uh, yeah. It's co- yeah. And um, it's just, yeah, I think having that actual thing would be so, it'd be so nice just as a kind of bit of... Uh, I haven't been in there for ages. Um, but, yeah, just remembering that sound. We were recording piano. I've got a, ya- a Yamaha upright, which we were recording last night. And um, it sounds lovely, but it's a very specific kind of, I don't know, more gentle kind of sound. Yeah, I wonder what, under what Queen songs it was used on, if any. Uh. Yeah, I d- I've got a feeling it probably wasn't. It was probably more like later on yeah do you know what i mean like like they're like oh let's just get that ridiculous yeah <laughs> it, i mean it yeah. was sampled for a waves plugin called uh the grand rhapsody piano so ah, so you yes. can actually get it now in the in the oh. box oh should i just get that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no. Don't, don't do that no, <laughs> no. I'm, yeah no 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 Downsold. <laughs> It's usually the other way around, isn't it? Where we try and upsell, upsell the yeah. dreams from people that pick virtual instruments. And we say, you know, you could just have a real grand piano. Um, okay, so that's item number two locked in. That's a great item with a great story as well. The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audient and the Evo 16 audio interface. The Evo 16 is packed with eight award-winning Evo preamps alongside Audient's advanced converter technology, which will make recording even easier and better sounding. That's right, featuring their signature smart gain level technology, a groundbreaking motion UI control system, and all the ins and outs for even your biggest sessions, the Evo 16 is a powerhouse interface. I've got to say, I'm a huge fan of that smart gain feature, and with eight inputs, you can perfectly set levels for a full drum kit in seconds. And with intelligent features like this and powerful, easy-to-use design, Evo 16 is a new way of doing things for music makers, home recording enthusiasts, and producers looking to up their interface game. The Evo 16 interface is suggested to retail at £399, €469, and $499 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Item number three. So we need some speakers, I think. I know you've got the ATC 
soffit mounted. I've got <laughs> the ATC soffit. I think I'd probably take something similar to these, if not these very ones, and have them soffit mounted into the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> over a bulkhead. Yeah, to make sure it doesn't yeah. tip the boat yeah. over. Yeah, if yeah. you get 50, 15 mil out on a boat, you could capsize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like tweak the sails in order to to compensate for that 15 mil. I mean, I don't know how it works with soffit mounted. Well, they are still specific models, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're not built. Mm. Okay. They're, I think they're the 110s. Um, it was an absolute nightmare actually choosing. That, like this room was a bit weird. The size, it was kind of the kind of depth of the soffit. Anyway, this is like... I mean, I'm sure you're going to have like we're nerdy in. people listening to this. Oh yeah, but no, this is a nerdy podcast, and <laughs> yeah. we we encourage use of the word soffit if you haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah we like it. The actual soffits themselves were quite um, a challenge because of the thickness of the wall and trying to get get it all enough space because of the mm. anyway. Yeah, well, you're kind of in between sizes with the room, sort of like yeah. too big, too small, kind of okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with these, and I, I use the NS10s as well a lot. Um, but more now, just for kind of giving myself, I use them more like as a kind of dim, rather than a kind of because um, the ATCs are so accurate. It's mm. like I don't need to to use the NS. It's more like an excuse. But when I want to hear stuff quietly, I'll say to Grace like because she always wants to hear it really loud. I'm like, oh no, I'm just listening on these because you know to get a reference, but really it's just because I'm it's too loud. You've actually given it away now. You realise your, your <laughs> yeah, whole yeah, trick yeah. is now <laughs> revealed. And what 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 amp are you using on the NS10s? Uh, a quad, quad four hundred and five. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, so what are the what are the biggest baddest ready for the boat ATCs that we can get? Will. I guess I guess we're just going to go top of the line, right? We're going to upsell yeah. some dreams here. I mean, I think it's the ones you've got. They do. There's the one with a bigger, a bigger base driver, though. I think these are like these have got two, twelve inch or ten inch base driver. I think you can go. They they definitely go oh, bigger. You're right. There's the yeah. SCM three hundred, yeah. ASL. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have. And, and is there a limit to how many of those we can have as as one thing? Could I say I want a surround sound ATC? system as my monitoring Ooh, interesting that's fine we can do that can't we will we can do that yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah dolby atmos atc system <laughs> in a catamaran yeah yeah okay why not yeah. sure yeah attached to a, an apollo as yeah. well interestingly yeah. yeah which they do apparently how you know the new ones apparently you can do that surround out surround monitoring. yeah okay yeah but yeah well so we'll be, we'll be all right <laughs> Take um, it back, okay? <laughs> it's all possible in the dream. Have you done any Atmos mixing? Have you any, done any of the spatial stuff yet? A little bit, yeah. We just had our last singles uh, mixed. In that. We did we did a load of stuff with um, the Sony. Um, we did a whole of our last album in the Sony one, which I will remember the name of. Um, that was really interesting. Um, but it's kind of... It's it, it's amazing when you do it when you, when you actually go into the real systems where you actually you're immersed in those you know when you've actually got seven or thirty well, they were right I think they had like thirteen Genelex positioned oh, wow. around the room so you could right. hear the mix but then it all gets boiled down into this kind of um, basically like an emulation of that which just uses loads of EQs and stuff to I don't know how to simulate the the phasing and 
which and then you listen to it on a stereo pair of earbuds. But I think it's going to get yeah. really interesting once they've recorded all this metadata. One day you're going to be that's going to be translatable into when you've got VR when when you'll be able to move your head around. Mm. Yeah. That's going to Especially for live shows and live streaming shows and things like that eventually it's going to be Yeah. quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's well worth doing it, but I think translating it into just AirPods at the moment is not necessarily something I'm like that in, interested in. I'd rather have just a really good stereo. Like I I mm. yes, yeah, st- like even just amazing stereo recordings can be like quite profound when you get it mm. when it's when yeah. it's right. Um and it feels like it's kind of miss yeah, missing a trick. I kind of feel like they should just rebrand stereo and really just do better I don't know more like get in, back into <laughs> stereo I don't know don't know what I'm trying to say stereo HD yeah yeah um, what would you what would you say out of the Clean Bandit catalogue is, is your favourite mixed or favourite sounding record that you've made like what's the one way you just think wow that sounds amazing probably Symphony because mm. it's like it goes through quite a few genres yeah yeah it's quite loud but it also feels quite dynamic yeah, that I think that one. It's that's it's a very clean bandit sounding as well. That one, if you know what I mean, like in terms of yeah. As soon as I heard that on the radio, you know who it is. Yeah, mm. yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That, like you'd found like really original sound there as well. Yeah, it feels like the for, the form of a kind of clean bandit record. That one. Yeah. it's always it's always the one we say. Like, oh, this yeah, it's good. This, but it's not quite. It's not symphony, is it? You know, anything that we've done since. Or, <laughs> oh the, well, that, that's <laughs> that, that's good though to have that. Yeah. yeah. So. We're going for those soffit mountains. Those, those are locked in, right? So, that, what yeah. are we on? Item number four now, Will. Item number four. Yeah. Item number four. We need a mic, uh, a mic to record this fazioli, I guess. Mm. What are you using right now? Um, this is a U87. Lovely. Like a standard podcasting mic. Yeah. Standard podcasting mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a 70s one. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, just because it was still out from last night. I just grabbed it in haste. But uh, I guess some, I, this is my go-to, actually. I use this on everything, but I just don't really know that much about mics. I've just kind of, fo- you know, followed some some advice from Mark, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just use this and um, what else? Can you remember what was used when you mic the piano up from Rather Be? I imagine they would have used a couple of these for room. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were like the close. Do you know what? I, or maybe they were. I can't remember. I need to. I need to speak to Mike. Um, There's no phone a friend on this, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> we should introduce her. That would be yeah. quite good. On one of the items, you can phone a friend. Yeah. But the UA U87 seems like a pretty good all round. I mean, yeah, it can handle pianos, vocals, anything, can't it? Really. Yeah. Um, can I have a pair of them? As one thing. No bundles. No bundles. Okay, I'm sorry. No, oh, no bundles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll go for that. Okay. okay. You're 87 locked in. Oh my god! So only this is. Oh, We're closing in now. Item number five. Do I, with Ableton? Do I get? Um, you got sweet. So you've got everything that comes mm-hmm. with. Got sweet. Everything that's in sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know when you. Um, when you buy a Eurorack modular synth, does that... Oh, he's trying to bend oh, the rules. I, see, I can see I what's see, happening. Bundling. No bundles. He's bundling. They, that, that's bundles. So say I got like the Pittsburgh, like a massive... That's a bundle, isn't it? 
if it, if it came with multiple modules. Well, okay. So the rule previously has been if you can buy it as one thing, as an instrument, yeah. or if it is a system that is extremely well known as being one thing. Yeah. Then- like the Moog ones we allow, don't we? Like we allow the, the Moog modular stuff that comes yeah. as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have like a, yeah, a Model 15 or whatever. You yeah. could have something like that. Or, okay. So come on, tell us, because you've got like a Euro rack or a modular set up in your yeah. studio right now. Like, when did you start getting into modular? Um, about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as the, uh, <laughs> as soon as the money rolls in, like everybody with modular. When did you get into modular? When I could afford <laughs> yeah. to keep buying the addictive crack that is modular. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was trying to be clever because I was thinking I need, um, I was trying to think what do I use all the time? And like the, I need um, the an, a reverb. I love reverb, mm. Mm. but I was thinking there there is reverbs in um, Ableton that I could probably just use with Sweet. Yeah, but, it's, but we had we've had Brocasties before, haven't mm. we? Well, yeah, people using those. What what yeah. would be the one though? What would be what What are you hankering after? Well, it's just I feels feels lame ask, asking for this, but Valhalla. What vintage oh. verb or that is quite lame, I think. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's not lame. It's it's a great plugin. No, no. In terms of like a forever studio, but tell us why. You I mean you must? You, do you use it a lot? You love it? I use it a lot. Yeah, and I've even got the hardware version of it in modular form. So I was thinking, can I kill two birds with one stone? Um, Ooh. by getting a big modular. But then I was thinking. Um, tip top audio don't do one of, I don't know if they do one of those big bundles and if they did it wouldn't be allowed anyway so uh, yeah I mean the fact that it's called mm, a bundle yeah mm. ZDSP it's called it's like a D- DSP it's just a digital kind of yeah it's like a, a kind of all in one and you load these different cartridges into it and you can have different delays different reverbs different signal processing algorithms on these little cartridges Ooh. interesting I mean, cool. Valhalla is, is huge. Like, pretty much everybody has it. I mean, it doesn't come yeah. up often in the Dream Studio for obvious reasons, but it's no disrespect to the plugins. They're super good and super popular. Ooh, Dream Studio. Maybe I'd steal Mark's Reaver. He's got the gold foil, the um, plate. I don't know what one it is. Ah, mm-hmm. there we are. Now we're in Dream Studio territory, yeah. aren't we? Mm-hmm. Let's get the gold foil. Who makes it? Is it EMT? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, and it was developed for I think for for Fleetwood Mac's touring studio, their mobile studio. Hmm. Wow! And they wanted a small a small plate reverb. This would be perfect for the boat. A small plate <laughs> reverb that could go on a truck. And they realised the only metal they could make the plate out of that could be small enough and still have the nice reverb was solid gold. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah, that is great. So it's got. A, or something like that. I don't know if that's the exact story, but we'll go with that. We'll go with it. And yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. It's so dream studio. Yeah. Maybe you could mod it and have like little little diamond diamond encrusted knobs on it. Yeah. Just to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the EMT two forty gold foil plate reverb nineteen seventy. There's one on reverb, or at least there was one on reverb. Um, for oh, really? about five thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, a sniff. Nice. Local pickup only though. So, ah, you know. where is it? LA. LA. Okay. You spend a bit of time in LA, there, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um I've I've kind of got a load of stuff 
there still from um i used to have a place there with a with a studio and um the engine my engineer i worked with a lot is looking after it all my gear and he's um mm. keeps texting me saying are you ever gonna come and get it come and move it <laughs> but yeah i've got a, a like a nice little dream studio worth of stuff there as well actually but i i keep thinking because we couldn't go for years. Yeah, I did go last year, but then it was, it was weird, weird vibe in LA. But yeah, planning on going back in a couple of months, I think. So, if you can, mm. Keith, if you're listening, if you just keep hanging on, for <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put them on reverb yet. <laughs> yeah, see you soon. Okay, well that's uh, that's locked in that play. That was a really a cool. I think that's the first time that's ever been yeah. on the podcast as first well, which time. is always uh, always nice. Do you know what this is sounding quite? This is actually, yeah, thinking about this holistically, there's one item left, but I'm feeling like this is quite a nice little setup so far. It is. And we've got one more studio item, and then we'll do a little run through, uh, and then we'll do go on to the end of your um, luxury item. So, final item. Have I missed anything really obvious? I mean, like cables, where you get cables. You can, yeah, you, you can get have cables, those, yeah. chairs, furniture. Don't worry about all that. Unless you want a special cable. <laughs> special, yeah, I want a Bantam to, to female accent. No, joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I need a guitar. I don't, I'm not really okay. a guitarist. Yeah, I think I would have a guitar. Bec- Acoustic or electric? Or one of those fenders. There's those fenders, aren't there? Uh, They're kind of half and half. Yeah, we, we tour with one of those. Um yeah, maybe you'd have one of those. I don't know though. I'd kind of feel like just a li- like a nylon string, mm, Spanish guitar style. Yeah, classicals or flamenco. Yeah, yeah. like a f- like um a classical guitar. <laughs> yeah, why? I don't play guitar. I just feel like on this boat studio, if there's no guitar, it's not going to be a very kind of sociable place to to write and make music. I think that's quite important to be able to ha- just to think holistically about what this studio is. But if you if you don't play, I mean, I guess people might come with their own guitar. Yeah, somebody will. Okay, fine. Come with fine. The, on the boat with a guitar. I mean, this is my yeah. This is my okay. I'll have a Selma Mark VI, nineteen sixties tenor sax. Oh, nice. Yeah, there we go. Do you play sax? Yeah, sax is my main main instrument. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've always. I've I've been yeah I've always wanted one of those. That's what my sax teacher played when I was growing up, uh, and he always kind of said that that's the kind of the dream, the dream machine. But is it is it the dream? Because obviously in the Fantasy Forever Studio, you could just steal a saxophone from your favorite saxophone player and have it signed or whatever you want. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a specific one that I would that I would get. Kenny G's, obviously. Kenny G, probably not Kenny G. I think he'd, <laughs> um, maybe Sonny Rollins's tenor sax. If that is a, I don't know if that is a Selma Mark Six. I probably is. Sonny Rollins did play one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Well, all that's left to do before we get to the luxury item is. Will's going to give us a little bit of a, a rundown, so listen to listen to the studio as he describes it, and then we'll decide on the UA. Yeah, no, just yeah. go that X8. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. You don't need those extra four preamps. Yeah. No. no. Okay. No, no. Okay. So. All right. Will, run us through the studio. Jack, have a listen, see what you think. We're off the coast of Port Antonio in Jamaica on a catamaran with a sea breeze yeah. blowing through. 
it's solar powered zombie proof and ready for music your computer is a macbook pro 16 inch your interface is a ua apollo x8 your daw of choice is ableton live 11 suite because of the takes feature your six items you kicked off with a jupiter 8 modded with midi velocity and aftertouch you have a fazioli grand piano from metropolis the one used to record rather be for monitors you've chosen and i feel like it's a bit of a cheat an atmos system an atc atmos system at the center (laughs) of it are scm 300 (laughs) asl pros um that's it's fine your microphone is a neumann u87 you've stolen mark ralph's 1970s emt gold foil plate reverb and for your final item you have chosen sonny rollins (laughs) selma 1960s tenor sax yeah how does that sound that sounds absolutely ideal. I can just see it right now. This boat sinking because of all <laughs> the seven ATCs and the grand piano. It's going to have to be massive. Yeah. 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 Well, let's uh, ice that studio cake with the luxury item. Ooh. Is there anything that you have, in, have, have taken from studio to studio? I mean, this doesn't have to be a luxury item, but this is kind of where this... This idea was born from the, the luxury item is that there was people, you know, that moved from studio to studio and they always took something non-studio related. It's my eye lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my luxury item. Hmm. This is tricky. Sky's the limit on this as well. We've had some yeah. very, very bizarre answers and brilliant <laughs> answers in the past. So you don't need, you know. What does that boat need? Yeah, what does the boat... Maybe um, a sub? Oh. Submarine. A submarine. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be clear, an act- a submarine, not a subwoofer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Submarine. How big are we talking? What are you doing in the submarine? What, why? Yeah, it's always a bit suspicious why people need these. <laughs> but I just think it's like when people want to go to... Like, you know, these billionaires want to go to the moon. It's like, what, what are you up to? <laughs> It's like, why yeah. do you need to be on the moon where there's no laws and no accountability? Why do you need to be in international waters in a submarine? Something's going on, Will. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I'm going to, it's going to be, it's going to have acoustic um, properties. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll create a kind of new kind of sub, like a deep sea reverb. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the, on the seabed. So it's kind of like for capturing whale song or something yeah. like that, maybe. Yeah. So is it like the most expensive reverb tank ever? Yeah, we're going to make turn them. Sorry. What's the, that massive trench, the Mariana Trench? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll okay. turn, yeah, so we'll take, we'll turn that into a reverb oh, somehow. With hydrophones. Yeah, you could blast the with sound outside, yeah. have hydrophones on. That's a pretty cool idea, yeah. actually, using the Mariana Trench. So we'll trench. sink, the, the sur- it's going to be surround sound. <laughs> reverb as well so we'll just sync the atcs and as it's going down we'll record this final kind of reverb nice <laughs> it's kind of dark but i like it i like the idea of yeah yeah right so because <laughs> that's how they work right you have a kind of in those yeah. reverb tanks you've got like a speaker and a yeah, mic exactly yeah 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 yeah. so we'll take we'll take use the sub to take the mic to the other end of the trench mm. and then we'll 
drop the boat, we'll sink the boat, yeah, and then record its output with the sub. Yeah. What happens to uh, that kind of pressure? That's not going to work, is it? I mean, hmm. I mean, not that that's ever been a problem on the podcast, but scientifically, there's there's got to be some pressure well, issues, it? right? I love the fact that this yeah. is the issue you're taking with it. You're like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm not sure that speaker's going to work actually in the Marinara Trench. Oh, not not the Marinara, the Mariana. Sorry. <laughs> it is lunchtime here, so like, yeah, the Marinara Trench is what's happening in a minute. Delicious. Um, <laughs> okay, well. That's that's the studio with the the really great luxury item. Thanks so much. Um, thanks for joining us, Jack, and oh, uh, thank t- you. T- taking us through your forever studio. And uh, yeah, um, you've got a new single out now. And I yeah. guess what, what festivals touring in the summer. We're back at, back to doing that. Yeah, yeah. I've got some festivals coming up, and then just yeah, we're just kind of going. We're in this new kind of insanely productive, creative phase actually it's really it's feeling really good making loads of music with loads of wonderful people at the moment so it's quite, so we, quite exciting thinking albums this year and, and that as well and yeah yeah nice nice okay well we'll tune in and look forward to that and uh yeah thank you very much for joining us on the podcast oh thanks so much guys you, nice yeah. one well what an amazing episode with jack um, always wanted to know a bit more about Clean Bandit to be honest with you and I had no idea that it was the Freddie Mercury piano on Rather Be so that's uh, that's some cool knowledge right there what do you reckon Will? Yeah that was pretty cool man and also I was very very happy to hear that he uh, wanted to steal Mark Ralph's 1970s EMT golf oil plate um, I don't know how Mark's going to feel about that we might have to get him on and, and see what he thinks Yeah well he's not going to get it back in that zombie proof catamaran oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of that's course, it, yeah, of course. It's uh, and and the submarine is a luxury item. It's it's uh, it's 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 quite a it's quite an aquatic studio generally, isn't it? I feel like he really um, embraced the <laughs> mentality. Yes. yes, excellent. Anyway, well, who have we got next week on the show? Well, next week, Chris, we have Danish Egyptian DJ, producer, and singer Ashiba, who's been releasing on majors and dance labels like Spinning and Juna Beats since 2013. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, thanks for listening, everybody, and don't forget to tune in next week for more Adventures into Studio Foreverdom. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>